thanks to our title sponsor, National University. National University is committed to supporting veterans, active duty personnel, and military families through flexible online courses and master's and doctoral programs in high-demand fields, providing excellent career advancement opportunity. National University is a yellow ribbon school that proudly accepts the post-9-11 GI Bill and goes the extra mile by offering additional assistance to cover expenses that may not be covered by the GI Bill. To learn more, visit nu.edu forward slash veteran. Do you have to be good at math to be a fighter pilot? Numbers are one thing, flying is full of numbers, but how good do you have to be at actual arithmetic? Hello and welcome to the Fighter Pilot Podcast. I am your host, Vincent Aiello, and this week we are in between numbered episodes, so we have another audio musing for you. It's like an audio book, except it's a blog, which we call musings, fighterpilotpodcast.com, and I'm going to read most of it to you today, and it is, yes, about fighter pilot math. But before we do, some quick announcements. First, I hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode 182 on the A-10 design with Hal Sunt. Some of you commented that it was nice to have a non-military guest on the show for a change. He brought a different perspective to things, and I agree, so we have more coming. In fact, I just recorded one a couple days ago. And then secondly, I don't know if you're feeling on Pierre Spray, but I was surprised by the vitriol that was created when we mentioned him, and were frankly very neutral, or at least positive in some cases, but... Boy, people on YouTube really took issue with it and left some surprising comments. But hey, they're entitled to their opinion, just like we are ours. So it's all good. Now, at the beginning of that episode, you might remember me like I am now going through some announcements and I sort of made an impromptu New Year's resolution that if you remember what it was, uh, no surprise, it didn't last very long, but it wasn't really a resolution. At any rate, what else is going on? You might hear more ads on this show in the future than in the past, and that's because we're working with a new marketing company, Seen and Heard, with our friend Chris Wilson. Hello, Chris. And they are out there beating the bushes and getting us more leads, so we're going to continue to promote goods and services that make sense for a military aviation-themed show like this. And that's one commitment. My second promise is I'm going to try not to overdo it. We've got to keep the lights on around here, and our folks over at Patreon help with that already, thanks to all of them. But we're going to have a few more ads going forward. So I hope you will consider those and the goods and services we're promoting. And then finally, before we get to it today, you might have remembered me talking lately about our hotline or phone number 877. I think it was Mach 101. And uh, we decided to go ahead and retire that completely. It was a part of the show that we enjoyed while we did it. But here in our seventh year, we've just moved on to a new format and we're mostly answering email questions a lot of times right there on email, but sometimes on the show like we did last week. But that number is gone, so don't dial it. Even if you listen to old episodes, it'll still be in there just because we're not going to go back and, and change all that. All right, now, before we get to our audio musing today on fighter pilot math, it's from September 5th, 2020, let's talk mindset real quick. Now, first, if you struggle with math, do me a favor. Don't say, I'm not good at math. Just say, I'm getting better at math, or I'm working on math, or whatever, so that you have a more open and positive outlook on it. And if you have kids, you need to do this for them as well, because math is logical and simple and elegant. I mean, what was Shakespeare thinking when he wrote some sonnet? Who knows? And there's a thousand different interpretations, but there's only one right answer to a math equation or problem. And you can either nail it if it needs to be precise, or you can approximate it. And so if you think you're not good at math, well, reframe it first off 
And then secondly, just think about some simple math that can help you. So for example, probably percentages are a big topic that you can work on and get better at, right? 10%, percent means per 100, is 10 out of 100. So what's 10% of 270? It's 27. Okay. So if you're shopping somewhere and there's a sale on something, it's 15% off and it costs $270. Before you reach for your phone to get the calculator app, think to yourself, well, I know that 10% of 270 is 27 and another 5% is roughly half of that. So that's 13 to 14. So it's about 40 bucks off. And if it's the other way, if it's 85% of something, well, now you know what 15% is. So you just take the 270, subtract 40, and you're at 230. All right? So we're going to have some math like that in this episode. And if you are unable to keep count of all that, well, then just, again, go over to fighterpilotpodcast.com where you can see it on screen and grab a piece of paper and you can work it out. Here we go. Do you have to be good at math to be a fighter pilot? This question comes up a lot, especially from young listeners who presumably struggled with math throughout school, but nevertheless hope to join the ranks of military aviators. And it's a fair question. Numbers are one thing. Flying is full of numbers, airspeeds, altitudes, headings, runway labels, time and fuel. These all involve numerals. And air combat involves even more. Air-to-air employment timelines and air-to-ground delivery Z-diagrams, to name a couple. But how good do you have to be at actual math? The answer is not straightforward. Now, for background, I was a math major at UCLA, so basic mental arithmetic has always been relatively easy for me, as have percentages and rudimentary geometry, but I'm no Albert Einstein. In fact, the only reason I ended up a math major in the first place is because the high school counselor helping with my college applications grew weary trying to figure out what desired field of study I wanted. So he finally asked me, okay, hey, when you get home from school, what homework do you do first? And I said, math. And he asked, why? I said, well, it's easy and I like to get the easy stuff out of the way first. And he says, great, you're a math major. And my course of study was relatively straightforward. Algebra, trigonometry, differential equations, statistical analysis. Not easy, but still doable. That is until I got to a class where there were no numbers. No kidding. We had this class. I don't remember the name. Might have been applied mathematics. I don't know. Anyway, the typical problem was something like if A is a subset of B and B is in the neighborhood of C, well, then prove that A is related to C. And I said, I don't know how to do that. I couldn't make sense out of it. And that was the only D I ever earned in college. Now, to me, the students who breezed through that class and then probably grad school and are math professors somewhere around the country right now, They're good at math, not me. But being good at anything in life is relative. And to right-brained folks may be more adept at creative or expressive disciplines. Maybe I am good at math. But the question really is, how good does anyone need to be, mathematically speaking, to fly a fighter jet? Now, flying, it's one thing. I mean, designing it requires aerodynamic theories and principles with advanced math. But really, flying is simple arithmetic. And the most common concept pilots need to master is rate. Most of us are already familiar with rates. We're using them in everyday life, like the speed of an automobile or the price of gasoline. Rate is the ratio between two related quantities in different units, like miles per hour or dollars per gallon. Common rates used in flying include speed, like knots or nautical miles per hour, rate of climb or descent in feet per minute, and fuel burn, pounds per hour. Now, I'm not sure if it is considered being, quote, good at math 
to know that flying along at 360 knots is the equivalent to six miles a minute or covering a mile every 10 seconds, or that when air traffic control directs you to climb from 20,000 to 29,000 feet and to be level within the next six minutes, that you need to maintain a minimum climb rate of 1,500 feet per minute. But those are examples of the types of rate calculations that need to become second nature to fighter pilots. Now, let me just pause this telling here to mention that in the article, there are footnotes on how to go through all this. And I'll just give you one quick example. 360 knots, right? That's 360 nautical miles per hour. And an hour is 60 minutes. So that's 360 over 60 is six. And then 29,000 feet from 20. Well, that's 9,000 feet. You got to climb. If you got to climb 9,000 feet in six minutes, that's 1,500 feet per minute. Anyway, you can do all that math. And again, you can see it on the article on fighterpilotpodcast.com. But let's continue. Fuel burn awareness is always important, especially for Navy crews around the carrier, where fuel is at a premium, as is a place to land. Now, if I'm in high holding in my trusty FA-18C, for example, burning 2,400 pounds per hour per engine, it's 20 minutes to land and I need to cross the ramp with a fuel state of 5,000 pounds on board. How much fuel should I have right now? Easy, 6.6. And the way to do that, right, is 20 minutes is a third of an hour, 2,400 pounds per hour is 800 pounds in 20 minutes, but I have two engines, that's 1,600 pounds. 5.0 plus 1.6 is 6.6 or 6,600 pounds. Other math I routinely used during my flying career involved angular relationships. Now, without delving into all the reasons why, let's leave those to the mathematicians, it is accepted that one degree equals 100 feet at one nautical mile. That is, if an aircraft is flying down a three-degree glide slope, then that aircraft should expect to be at 300 feet at a mile, backing up from that 600 feet at two miles, 900 feet at three miles, and 1,200 feet at four miles. And this works the other way around too. If you're being vectored to final at 2,000 feet for a 2.5 degree glide slope, then the pilot would expect to intercept glide slope eight miles from the field. And the way you can figure that, by the way, is just take the 2,000 and divide it by 2.5, and that's eight, in our example anyway. Being able to make these quick calculations can improve a pilot's situational awareness, leading to the ever-desirable status of being, quote, ahead of the jet. Now, there are other angular examples in the museum on our website, and indeed, other arithmetic examples in aviation, like the headwind component of crosswinds at various strengths and directions, but you get the point. And again, numbers are one thing, but to be a fighter pilot, how good do you have to be at math? Well, I suppose it depends how easily you follow these examples. Some might think you need to be good at math, but I don't. But then, I was a math major. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. It didn't hurt your head too much. If it did, my apologies. But again, as I've said multiple times, go check it out on our website, and you can see these examples and also work them out for yourselves. Remember, your brain is a muscle. It needs exercising. Math is just one more way to do that. So that will do it for this week. Next week, I'll be back with two guests. They were Air Force F-111 crews. They are describing missions flown during Desert Storm, which is now 33 years ago. And it's a long one. It's going to be over two hours. So that's a week from now. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in to the Fighter Pilot Podcast. So long. Thanks to our title sponsor, National University. 
National University is committed to supporting veterans, active duty personnel, and military families through flexible online courses and master's and doctoral programs in high-demand fields, providing excellent career advancement opportunity. National University is a yellow ribbon school that proudly accepts the post-9-11 GI Bill and goes the extra mile by offering additional assistance to cover expenses that may not be covered by the GI Bill. To learn more, visit nu.edu forward slash veteran.